0: Through everyday stories, we transform the ordinary into extraordinary and triumph over adversity. It's not just a hat rack. It's not just a hat rack. It's not just a hat rack. I'm your host, Matt Tech, and this is It's Not Just a Hat Rack. Did you know less than 3% of Americans have a positive net worth? First of all, what is net worth? It's a simple formula. Take your total debt liabilities minus your assets. Now, if you have a house, the full value of the house, by the way, is not automatically an asset. You have to include what you owe on it in the equation. So if my assets are valued at $200,000, including the equity in my home, and my debt liability is $200,000, then my net worth is... Zero dollars. Net worth is the best indicator of financial success. Your credit score is not. Hear this again your credit score is not an indicator of financial success. The only thing your credit score measures is how much debt you have and how often you pay it. No debt equals no credit score, and that's a good goal to achieve. The state of our economy is insane. We have more money in circulation around the world than ever before in human history. In our current economic systems, especially the government, we pretend there's no limit on the amount of cash or wealth we can whip up, print, or direct deposit. We've created countless digital currencies. Through the COVID pandemic, the U.S. government printed trillions of dollars on both sides of the election. And as this is being recorded, another round of Biden bucks is slotted to drop cash on people in the form of student loan forgiveness. My prediction, as of November 1st, 2022, it'll never see the light of day. It'll never get through court and you will never see that forgiveness. So don't wait on the government to change your life because you will always be disappointed. But wealth grows quick too. Think Google. Just a few decades ago, you had to actually open an encyclopedia or a dictionary to find the information you needed. Then a couple guys started messing around with algorithms in their garage and boom! A few years later, they had a trillion dollar organization and after it went public, the world had a trillion-dollar organization. That wealth was added to the global economy in an instant. That same story applies to Apple, Amazon, Uber, Facebook, and countless others. We lost Blockbuster, we lost Enron, but Netflix, Microsoft, and Tesla sprouted and grew. Companies are continuing to morph at speeds that are hard to fathom. Get this, Airbnb is the largest hospitality company in the world, yet they own No real estate. Not a single room. Uber is the largest taxi company in the world, and they don't own any taxis. DoorDash is a massive food delivery company, yet they don't cook a single meal. Craigslist doesn't sell anything, and Angie doesn't actually fix anything. Today, everything is leveraged and leaning on everything else. Countries owe not only themselves, but other countries. And on a global scale, we've borrowed and restructured without paying the piper. Let me take you back in time for a moment. In the early 20th century, personal debt was seen as a curse. Even as soon back as the 1950s, American families earned as much as they could and spent less than they earned. Imagine that! Even the idea of spending more than you made was considered not just irresponsible, but insane. Everyone knew debt was slavery, and even in the Bible, we find this to be true. Proverbs 22:7 says the borrower is slave to the lender. It was considered a last resort. So what happened? Well, after World War II, once people came home and got back to work, the story of debt as slavery began to change. Currency became a commodity and debt became seen as a tool or an opportunity. Think about it. Why wait until tomorrow when you could have it today? Soon after the store credit card was born, What was once considered a move of desperation is now considered normal in the smart choice. Barely 70 years later, we find the average household has three credit cards with an average balance of approximately $15,000. Altogether, U.S. households owe a whopping total of $15 trillion, mostly from mortgages, student loans, credit cards, and car loans. $15 trillion imaginary money, IOUs. Trust me, I'm good for it. I'll pay you back, I swear. Dr. John Deloney says, quote, the blood pumping through the heart and veins of the world's economy is not even real. Everybody owes everybody. People have become addicted to debt. We want big houses, new cars, nobody lives on a budget, and there's virtually zero self-discipline. If you got the same advice when you were a kid, everybody is supposed to go to college and colleges are doubling their tuition every seven to 10 years. People of means can't say no to building more and leveraging more while others are stuck in cycles of poverty. Look, we can go on and on about the why and how we got here. I'll defer to the economists and sociologists for that. I'm sharing this with you to turn the lights on and take a stark look at what is. Every day we wake up, jump out of bed, And willfully shackle ourselves to a bank, a cell phone company, the mall, car dealerships, mortgage companies, and various retail stores. Heck, we even buy t shirts and jeans with holes in them and we do it on payment plans. We feel entitled to live in certain cities at certain standards and within a certain lifestyle. Or we were preyed upon and fed a story about what we could or could not accomplish, what our life was supposed to look like, and that there was no other way. There was no other way to say this, but. Things are a mess. Just 70 years after the debt is slavery mentality, working today to pay for something you ate yesterday is normal. Making payments on a depreciating asset is normal. We've constructed a universe where all of our payments add up to our salaries, and it's normal. And if you don't participate, you're an outsider, you're a troublemaker, you are a liability, you are a pariah. Let me share a story with you. Growing up, I wasn't taught the importance of personal finance. There were no high school or college courses on how to file my taxes, create a budget, or save money. I was churned through a trillion-dollar education machine. And When my wife and I got married over 13 years ago, we attended Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Now, my wife's view on debt was I'd rather starve and pay the credit card bill. We lived fairly loose over the years with moving a bunch of times, a couple life crises, job losses, a miscarriage, bankruptcy, a brief separation. We weren't really on the same page. But in 2019, something clicked and we started to evaluate not just our finances, but our mental and physical state. We looked up and saw we were six figures in debt. Here's the thing. Owing people is crippling. Anxiety and depression are fundamentally about a lack of control and autonomy over your future, and we had no control. We were stuck. There are two paragraphs I want to read you from Dr. John Deloney's new book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future. Here we go. Owing someone money is like handing them the pen to the story of your life and letting someone else write it for you. They get to write the terms, the deadlines, and the consequences. They get to tell you what you'll eat, where you'll live, and how much time you can spend with loved ones. He goes on. The story we've been told is that we got smarter than money, that debt is normal. The story is that currency doesn't have to be tethered to reality, that math works everywhere but in finance. The story is that debt is a tool, not a trap, an opportunity, not a jail cell. The story is if we run out of money, we'll just print more or borrow more. And almost all of us have played along in this fantasy, willingly chaining ourselves to more and more financial obligation and less and less freedom. The story is that debt will save us, but our brains and bodies are sounding the alarms. Dang. Overwhelming studies have shown that individuals who struggle with debt are more likely to suffer from depression and anxiety. This manifests as headaches, lack of sleep, inability to focus, and so on. People in debt are also eight times more likely to die by suicide. It causes emotional stress and physical stress on your body, which weakens your immune system and leads to cognitive and behavioral issues. Frustration leads to anger. Anger leads to regret. Regret leads to embarrassment. And all this consumption has a biological effect on your mind, body, and your relationships. And that was my wife and I. But we decided to clear the field. We wrote it all out and arranged it into what Dave Ramsey calls the debt snowball. We scaled back our lifestyle, canceled the streaming, sold the car, said no to restaurants and vacations with plenty of comments from the peanut gallery, said no to Christmas presents outside of close family members. We even sold our house and lived in our in-law's basement. Now that's extreme. You don't have to do that. We just felt it was right. And in less than three years, we paid off over $100,000 in debt. And at the same time, cash flowed, a move across the country, a new vehicle, a couple holiday trips to see the family, medical emergencies, and more we see the light at the end of the tunnel. And let me tell you something, the overwhelming sense of peace we feel cannot be overstated. It feels tremendous. Debt is literally killing us. But maybe you're over there saying in your head, but Matt, I use the credit card and I pay it off every month. See, I got to get those miles and those free hotel nights. I hate to burst your bubble, but even if you see the value in that, somehow seeing the value in using miles and hotel nights only when the credit card company tells you you can, those points are actually paid for off the backs of the other people who cannot afford to pay their bills. But you do you. My household and I, we choose not to participate in a system that puts weight on one family just to give a few miles to me. That's not a system I want to be part of. So what's next? Get out of debt. Commit to never borrowing money ever again and get to work paying it all off. There are tons of free resources at RamseySolutions.com. There's a link in the show notes. But if you need help, look, I'm here to help you too. No cost, just your commitment that if I spend time with you, you'll give it your best effort. The mess that you're in is because of choices you've made. But the good news is that the person who can fix it is staring in the mirror every morning. So own it and get to work. The borrower is slave to the lender. God also promises that if you honor him with your resources, further on in Proverbs, he tells us, God knows how to give you more than enough of what you need for today and still meet your needs tomorrow. Make a commitment, create a plan, get out of debt, get well. It's not just a hat rack. It's not just a hat rack. It's not just a hat rack. In today's done and done, little shortcuts and insights to navigate life, generosity gives back. You never miss the money you give away, and generosity always has a way of coming back to you. My challenge for you this week, allocate 20 bucks for someone else. Pay for someone's coffee, pay for the person behind you at the drive-thru, or just hand it to someone random. But be generous, done and done. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review, and more importantly, share with a friend. Don't forget to subscribe so you always have the latest episode.